145 uh, or so. We will talk to him. Uh, Sean McVay is going to join us next. Oh, looks like we have the coach. Uh, Sean McVay, friend of the program. The Rams are 6-3. and three. I'm sure they'll be eyeing uh, tonight's contest on Thursday night football between their two division rivals, the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Uh, the Rams obviously traveling to Tampa to take on Tom Brady and company here, and you can catch all the action right here on 710 ESPN. Sean, thanks for taking the time, man. Hope everyone is healthy, safe, and sound. How much of an eye uh, – you know, I look, I know you guys are obviously preparing for the Bucks, but how much of an eye do you even – uh, give or how much attention do you pay to tonight's Thursday night game between the uh, two division rivals you have here in Arizona and Seattle? Yeah, George, I uh, I pay attention just because I you know I like to see what's going on around the league. You know, as far as you know having a preference one way or the other, it really doesn't make a difference. There's so much football left to be played, but you know it doesn't matter if it's the Titans and the Colts playing or if it's the Seahawks Cardinals. I'm gonna usually have that on in the background just because. You know, even though you're a coach, I am a fan and love seeing what's going on. And uh, I am interested to see how this one plays out with two good teams. But, um, you know, we're, we're also in the process of getting ready for the Bucks, which is a great challenge. And figuring out how to navigate through all these protocols with this COVID, man, this is for the birds, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, no one's thrilled about the COVID situation, especially now that we have a curfew. But you're in bed before 9 o'clock anyway, Coach, so I know you're not really worried about that. Your first one in, last one out anyway, right? Well, uh, you're, you said it right, LZ. I am in bed early. I'm, a, I'm an early riser, but I'm an early-to-bed guy. So, um, yep, don't have to worry about me doing, uh, <laughs> doing anything that would get me in trouble. So, a uh, serious question about our team here. Uh, clearly, our defense is a Super Bowl-caliber defense. You know, we, yep. we simply don't allow you to score touchdowns in the second half. Obviously, with, with – you know, our two cornerstones, you know, you can't throw the football and you got to constantly worry about Aaron Donald coming to get your QB. The question, of course, is about the offense. And especially recently, there seems to be an inability to find the end zone. What do you attribute that to? Yeah, no, it's a great question. I, I've been so pleased with the way our defense has played. And, you know, you could go through each game, but I think when you look at the Seahawks game, um, I thought that the offense did a really nice job of moving the ball early on like to see us come away with 21 points on our first three drives as opposed to 17 and not kicking a field goal on the first drive but um, then it's about let's see if we can continue to sustain that level of execution all the way through the third and the fourth quarter and that's where I think you'd see you know we had a, we're just a couple plays away from really being able to you know potentially make that a 30 to 13 game if uh, if we end up making some plays that I think typically we are accustomed to not going to make any excuses about it. Uh, we're just going to continue to go to work and, and find a way to really punch it in the end zone because you're right, LZ. There's been a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of yards and not as many points to show for it. And it's about scoring points, preventing people from scoring and, uh, and most importantly, winning games. But, but I do think that we've got a lot more left and, and I think we'll be able to play at a higher level. And that's what we expect offensively. Sean, obviously a lot went into the, running back situation, right? And you guys wanted uh, multiple guys back there with uh, different uh, skill sets and whatnot. How would you assess what you've seen from the run game thus far this season? Yeah, the run game's been the bright spot offensively. I think the run game and the offensive line have been the bright spots. Um, I think the, the game the other day was the, really the first time that reflected getting all three guys involved because we were able to be efficient on third down. All three were healthy and available. And thought Thomas Brown did a great job of rotating those guys. You know, you're seeing Cam Akers get more comfortable as he gets more experience. 
I think Daryl Henderson has had a, you know, a really good season and Malcolm Brown is, uh, so steady and so solid in, in a lot of those crunch time situations, whether it be short yardage or in the red area. And so all three of those guys were big contributors. And if you're saying, you know, what is the strength of this offense right now? It's the ability to run the football consistently. Um, and that's where it's going to be a great challenge because the Bucks are one of the best, uh, run defenses in the league. But when you're playing really good defense, if you can't run the football and control the clock, um, maybe a little bit different than what we've seen. That might be the identity of this team this year uh, to be able to win games, which is the most important thing. Obviously, uh, we're in the toughest division in football this season. Uh, three teams with six wins. Uh, the difference is uh, the Cardinals have a buddy MVP candidate in their QB. Seattle has an MVP candidate in their QB. No one talks about Jared Goff as an MVP candidate. Does that bother you? And if so, why? No, it doesn't bother me. I mean, I think, you know, you, you know, we want to continue to just focus on what we can control, and that's Jared making good decisions, distributing the ball, and, um, you know, he's done some good things, and then I think he can play better in a lot of instances and expects more of himself as well. And so um, you don't want to take anything away from those two great players that you just mentioned, LZ, but, you know, we're just focused on Jared playing a good game against the Bucks and, uh, he's had a lot of success for us over the last couple of years, and I know his focus is on winning football games. And however we do that, uh, I think that's a great reflection of him uh, with the amount of wins that he's had over the last handful of years, and, and that's ultimately our most important job. You mentioned on your coach's show, and we appreciate here on the station that you broke that news on the coach's show, although we didn't love the news of Andrew Whitworth uh, being out you know, six to eight weeks or whatever it's going to be. Uh, you talked about the offensive line and, and how important they've been in your success thus far. How do you try to make up for the loss of someone as important as Andrew Whitworth? Yeah, you know, I don't think you ever really replace him, George. Uh, you know, what, he means so much to us in so many different ways, not exclusive to just playing on the field. Uh, but he still will be able to be able to, uh, you know, contribute in a way that he's leading from a different perspective, from a different lens. But, you know, Joe Nopum is a guy that, you know, Andrew's really mentored. Coach Cromer does a great job. And I do expect and have confidence that he can step up and play well. Now, are you saying that you accept the, ex- expect, excuse me, the same level of production from Andrew? No, I don't think that's fair to Joe. But uh, I do think Joe is a starting caliber player at the tackle spot in this league. And I'm excited about the opportunity he has. And, uh, looking forward to, to seeing Big Wit end up return probably sooner than later. And, you know, for him to come away with a, an injury when you look at what it, what it looked like and you thought it'd be a season-ending deal, I think it's just another notch on the belt of what a freak this guy is for that to only be a PCL and MCL. Uh, Coach, today is National Play Monopoly Day. So I'm going to ask oh. you a personality question that's going to tell <laughs> us everything we need to know about you. Are you good at Monopoly? Yep. Depends on how many beers I have. I usually cheat. <laughs> All right, as well ahead, you Elsie. should. Go as ahead, well Elsie. you should cheat. Um, I, I got into a fight with my fiance over quarantine because we were probably too many bottles of wine in, and I, you know, I, I cheated. <laughs> I love how you were so. How you I were like you, you were telling the story. You were very excited. And you're like, yeah, I just I'm copping to it. I cheated. I just cheated. I just cheated. Uh, she was not happy with me. It was. Uh, it was poor judgment on my part. I let my competitive instincts get the best of me. And uh, let's just uh, put it this way. I learned my lesson the hard way. Let me just tell you, man, the game of Monopoly is about real estate. And everybody that's a real estate developer cheats one way or another. So you're just fitting in what you yeah, need to do. I understand exactly. that. Yeah. That's all right. There you go. 
<laughs> you didn't buy four houses on you know Broadway. You only bought three, but you slid one on. I got you. Um, yeah, there you go. Which Monopoly piece do you gravitate toward? Ooh. You know what? We the, the one that we have, it's it's not the standard Monopoly. It was kind of an express accelerated Monopoly. So I honestly am not a really a big piece guy. I, I probably, you know, I might have even played it. I don't know if it's a thimble or a top hat. I couldn't tell you, LZ. I just grabbed the first piece. I'm focused on that cash, not the piece. Yeah, listen, I ain't, blame, I ain't blaming you, man. Get that money. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what the game is about, right? Like, you what know. What do you play with, LZ? What, pick, what, what piece do you pick? Well, I mean, listen, I'm a top hat guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will fight you for the top hat. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so at least I'm on the right track. You know, we're in the same arena there with the top hat. Yeah, I like going with the boot because I like to kick people's asses. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my rule. You know? That's pretty good. That's pretty good, too. Hey, I think you guys are really putting a lot of thought into these pieces, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, we're locked. We've got a curfew for a whole month. I know, yeah. We have seriously. nothing else to think about. I mean, there's only so much, uh, you know, Tiger King is already past us. I know you were watching that. But by the way, I heard you're into This Is Us. I didn't know you had that uh, that soft side, McVeigh. I love it. It's getting a little heavy for me. I got to be honest. I got enough stress at work. I don't know if I can handle this anymore watching it at home. I like to be feeling good. So, so it's real, funny real you say talk, that. That's exactly what we said. Yeah, we were like, yo, that's a real like hard show to watch. I'm surprised that's the show he took on. You know what? It wasn't my pick. You know, it's, Listen, I, I'm not afraid to admit I'm not the boss when I'm at home. So I really am just uh, – I'm a yes man there. You know, it, it started out good, and now we're getting real uh, early in season two. And I'm thinking I don't know if I really want to put this anxiety on myself anymore. You don't. This isn't you. This isn't us. That's what I tell <laughs> it people. I feel like, you know, I, I could get a, we There's some other things that we can choose that might uh, make me feel like uh, hopping out of bed the next morning with a little zest for life instead of depressed. I got a show for you, my friend. The Queen's Gambit. Ooh, you know what? That? I So that's the one that's been recommended. I'm sitting here with artists. He, he, one of our beat writers recommended that LZ and he started watching it. He said, you got to check it out. And so I'm definitely intrigued. That is something that I'm definitely going to check out. I heard it's awesome. It's really good, man. I, I We killed it in three nights, and I was like, you would think a show about chess wouldn't inherently be good, and I'm a chess player, so I just was kind of curious, but it's way about yeah. so much more than just chess, and I think you would really appreciate it. If nothing else, it's a reprieve from crying every day from This Is Us. Uh, you know what? That's the, you're the second person that said it, and then everybody I've asked about it has been a big double thumbs up on it. So I'm definitely going to check that out then. No, uh, so I got one for you because I know that you and I spoke a while back, and you were you were getting into Game of Thrones. Did you ever finish Game of Thrones, by the way, or no? No, I didn't. I I stuck right where I was. Once uh, you know, once that uh, one deal where you end up losing all the characters that you like happened, I the Red said, Wedding. You know, it's, yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. I said I. I just, you know, it's, okay. it's emotional. It's emotional. I yeah, understand. It, it, it is. But uh, Kit Harrington, um, who who was in Game of Thrones, right? He was uh, the main character. Uh, he's in a yep. Netflix show called Criminal, and it's a series of like police, um, like interrogation rooms, and they're do they're like flipping to like different interrogation rooms. So if, I don't know if you're like a, a cop, uh, you know, show type of guy, or if you like those investigation type shows. That's a good one on Netflix too. I'll have to check that out. I really, 
you know, because, you know, you're always going, going, going. I, I like to watch a lot of different things, and I don't have a specific genre. It's kind of whatever mood you're in, but yeah. to your guys' point, the uh, this, this Is Us might uh, – might have to be something that I'll just wait till the off season, or you know, I, I I got enough stress right now. Yeah, you don't want to be in a like a team meeting and just start crying because you think about a character <laughs> going through or like a rough side or something like that. You know, that's not a good it. look for you. Uh, yeah. Got, by I, the I, way, I, go ahead, Isaiah. I'm sorry. No, go, I know. Go. I was going. I do have one more football question for you because I thought. And it's not like you lied to us, and I don't want to characterize like you lied to us. No, you'd but never if, do that, Sean, of, because we're all friends here. You even, you, you're kind of going that direction before you even ask me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait, no, no. He's kind of got you, LZ. You are kind of buttering no, no, no. him up. With, no, what but, I'm, what I'm in, saying. In a, in, you're what buttering gonna, him up, but you're also going to accuse him of something. No, what, what I was going to say ahead, is Let's go. I, I thought he was very revealing, more it was un-Sean McVay-like revealing when you were talking about the woes of your kicking game. And the honesty that came from Greg's departure wasn't something I was prepared for. Uh, yeah. When did you realize that we may be somewhat in trouble with the kicking game over the course of the season and you started reminiscing on our ex? Well, honestly, I, I had a, I had a, you know, I had a funny feeling that you don't minimize the importance of that spot, and and you almost get spoiled by the, with the consistency that Greg operated with. So as soon as we lost them, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have major concerns. Uh, now to say that you don't have any confidence, you can find somebody. Uh, you know that wasn't necessarily the case because once he decided to go to Dallas, then you got to say, all right, what's the next solution? But. Um, I think you guys have seen what I've seen, and and uh, and it's been uh, it's been a real struggle, and it's been something that fortunately it has not cost us a game. But if we don't get this fixed, uh, it could potentially, and that's where whether it's Austin McGinnis or Matt Gay this week, uh, we're looking to see if we can get uh, you know some better opportunities, be a little bit more consistent in our scoring ops, and then you know a big thing too that you take for granted is just the hang time, the accuracy on some of your kickoffs and how that affects your kick coverage unit as well. And, um, you know, that's, that has been something that's been a struggle, and I think you guys have seen that as well as I have. And, you know, that is the truth. Sean, one last thing for you before we let you go, and thank you for always being so gracious with your time and always willing to, you know, have fun with us and talk nonsense with us. Um, but I have one more football question. Obviously, you're playing the Bucks this week. You got your start there, uh, you know, back in 2008. You know, have you had some time to kind of think back, like when, you know, you're, you're facing them, right? Like, like, does it make you think back to that time and what it was like kind of getting started? Like, do you have any any memories that stick out about, like, I don't know, like where where you're clearly the new kid in school, right? When you're when you're taking that first job, like, do you remember anything? Is there anything that sticks out from that first year that you were a part of that franchise? Yeah, what sticks out is I knew nothing. I was totally clueless. I came in, uh, you know, you think you have a clue after you finish up playing collegiately, and you know, really, I I was not even really a coach. I was a glorified secretary that was just trying to help any way that I could, run errands for the coaches, and. Um, I, I had a great opportunity to learn from a lot of guys, but I really just didn't know much at all. And you're kind of almost just in awe of being a part of an NFL organization. And then before you know it, you know, who's become one of my closest friends in life, uh, you know, you end up making a change at the coaching spot where I was there as a result of my relationship with John Gruden and my man Raheem Morris gets that job and they end up going a different direction. I'm thinking, man, this first year in coaching and getting fired right away. Well, I guess you get your feet wet pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious Sean McVay 
coach of your Los Angeles Rams, obviously right in the thick of things at 6-3, and three, uh, fighting for that division as we expected them to. Sean, always a pleasure, man. Stay healthy, stay safe, and go get a win. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Let's go do it. Always good to talk to you guys. All right, man. Thanks, take coach. care. There he is, Sean McVay with us here. I love talking to him. Like, Absolutely. I mean, honestly – I mean, you and I have had this good relationship with him going back to when we were doing the morning show together. Like, I feel like we could literally just talk to him forever. Um, and he's, he kind of feels like he's willing to talk to us forever. Um, but, uh, you know, like, we, we can't keep all of his time because he's got to get ready for Tampa. But thanks to Sean and, of course, thanks to Artis and the Rams for allowing Sean on the show. We always appreciate 